Here we are. Are we live? Oh my god, I'm getting a. If, god damn it, it's Greg. <laughs> Greg's calling my fucking landline. You need to text me your landline number. Suck my titties. Are you ready to start recording yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hello? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay? Yeah, that was Greg. <laughs> I love it. So, um, that's my biggest thing. I got a landline for the first time and. Yeah, I don't know. you need to call me so I can pre-call you. Bitch, you know I will. Three times a day. Oh my god, I'll Just... kill you. <laughs> I was gonna say, it can either make your day or you're gonna kill if me. If the kids start calling me from work, I will fucking murder you. I will break quarantine to kill you. <laughs> I don't right. care about it right now, so we're good. Alright. Mickey, let's get into this. Welcome to Stream Queens. Quarantine. Stream Queens! Just, I don't know, did we just start calling people, like, quarantine bitches? I don't know, dude. The Rona bitches. <laughs> we have time to watch all of our movies, though, and catch up with them. Oh, yeah. Since you're all stuck at home, take some time to watch all our shitty movies. and. If you can't find it on any streaming service, YouTube renting it is just as fine. Oh, yeah. is on Amazon Prime, so you are all good. So you're all set on that. Yeah. So I made Brie watch the great movie from 2008, Charlie Bartlett. So, I'm going to get into some fun facts, and then we'll get into a summary, and then we'll dive right in. Let's do it. Okay. 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 All right. All right. So, in the family picture in the principal gardener's home office, the woman in the photo is Robert Downey Jr.'s wife, Susan Downey. Really? Cute. That's fucking cool. Okay. The most memorable... Memorable... (laughs) (laughs) In the film is Cat Stevens, if you want to sing out, sing out. Yes. Um, the song was also used repeatedly in Harold and Maude's Night from movie from 1971. I've never seen it. But it's another movie about a wealthy but yet troubled young man. Um, I didn't know what the premise was, but I definitely knew that that song was from there. But I didn't know. I've, I haven't yeah. seen the movie. I did not know that was the thing. I thought that was just a song they picked up, but apparently they did it intentionally. So, That's whatever. Cool. Kat Dennings, Robert Downey Jr., and Hope Davis, the mom are all in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, that's so fucking cool. Downey is Iron Man. Denny it, Dennings is Darcy Lewis, Jane Foster's assistant in Thor. And Hope Davis plays Downey's mother in Captain America Civil War. Cool! So get to see her in another movie coming up. The lead actor, Anton Yelchin, he lived in Los Angeles until his death on the evening of June 19th, 2006. Oh my god! So, yeah, he passed away did he Um, did he commit suicide what happened no it was a freak accident he parked his jeep grand cherokee and it rolled backwards on his steep driveway and pinned him against a brick pillar and a security fence oh my Um, god yeah so this was due to a badly designed shifter that indicated park when it was in neutral so this death along with reports of other near misses resulted in a recall of that model he was in a lot of other movies too really good actor Oh my god, okay, so I was gonna ask I was gonna ask where I may have seen him before and then I was thinking he's really good, like he's very theatrical and I just, I didn't even recognize him and that's really fucking sad. Yeah, he's from Europe. I think he grew up in Russia or something, but he was in the Star Trek movies 
for sure is what I also remember him in. But this was the one movie that, like, I really knew him from, so. Wow. Um, but we'll start with the plot, and then we'll get into the movie. So it's a really short summary. A rich kid becomes the self-appointed psychiatrist to the student body of his new high school. That's pretty much it. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> this came out in, what, 2008? So I was, like, in eighth grade. And that's when I was in my emo phase. So emo Michaela loved all the mental health, drug shit, the music, cat <laughs> Dennings. I yes. was, like, here for it. So Love it. Okay, so the opening, you see a crowd, and they're chanting, Charlie, Charlie. Well, we see a young man dressed up smart, so, like, in a little blazer, looks nice, and he goes out in front of the crowd. We don't know why the crowd's there. We don't know what's going on. And all the kid said, says is, hello, my name is Charlie Bartlett. <laughs> I have a thought from this opening scene. Yes, do it. All I said was, he looks like he's holding a self-help book convention. I like that. Because that's essentially what he ends up doing. So back to reality, we find out that it was all a dream. And we are introduced to Charlie. And right away, he has to meet with the dean, with his mother, and he is getting expelled from the private school that he attends. We see that Charlie is a very bright student, but he has been selling fake IDs to students. Yes! <laughs> so, that's why he gets kicked out. Like, what the fuck was that? I was like, this is the most bullshit high school thing you could ever do, is to, like, sell fake IDs. I love it. It's so funny. Yeah, I put, he's being expelled for fake ID sales. And then I yep. said, ha ha, rich parents trying to pay off school for kids' illegal activity. <laughs> yep, that's my next sentence. Um, the mom tries to write a check to keep Charlie in so we can see that they're very wealthy. But the dean still kicks him out because he's like, this is illegal. I can't take money for it, so. <laughs> yes. They kind of talk about... Who says it? Is it the principal that says there's more to high school than being well-liked? And I just yeah. audibly said, nah. No, there's not. There, like, there's what, not. what else is there to high school? Actually, nothing. Yep, so that's my next part. When they go back to the mansion in the limo, so we can see they're obviously wealthy. But Charlie isn't just satisfied with making money. He just wants to be, like, in high school, and that's why he started making fake IDs, because everyone got to know who he was and liked him because they could get fake IDs from him. So he gets kicked out of private school, and he has to move back into his mansion. When he gets home right away, like, he's playing... There's a sweet moment with him and his mom, like, playing the piano, singing, yeah. and then he always has to remind her mom to take pills, and then she chugs it down with wine. So you get to see the first, like, mental health kind of aspect of it, and can kind of tell it's a little bit of a broken family. So I titled this scene, Do They Live in a Museum? And I said, this mom-son thing is super cute. Also, take your meds, bitch. And then my next thought was, is this my mom? <laughs> <laughs> my next section is, hi, Iron Man. Yes. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. comes home to Cat Dennings. Um, RDJ is the principal of a local public school with a jinking drinking problem and freshly divorced and then i put i understand i don't know how i understand that because i have never been divorced i put rdj in all caps just fucking screaming cat is his kid and i said he's a pilf 
So a principal yeah. I'd like to fuck, which I refer to him as only Pilf this entire movie. Yeah, I love that. And I then I said, didn't realize we were watching the sequel to Thor slash Iron Man combo. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep it all in the Marvel universe. Yes. Charlie gets on a short bus to his first day of high school <laughs> and meets a new friend, Len. The fact that I was going to tell you is that Len is based... Have you ever read Of Mice and Men? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, um, there's a character in there. You should. It's going to break your fucking heart. It's a great book. Okay. Love my man Steinbeck. But there's a character on there that's, like, lovable and, like, like a big, gentle giant. And that's kind of what I think the character was named after. Anyways. So when Charlie gets to school, he gets made fun of for his tie and his little suit coat. Kat Denning starts a conversation by their locker saying he looks like a teacher. She is a little drama nerd, and she's trying to get people to sign up to audition with the play that they're going to do, which is Shakespeare. Obviously. Did you ever watch Glee? Uh, I, so the first couple seasons were the tits, and then the rest I just said, fuck you, and didn't watch. Yeah. So, dude who got caught with kitty porn that was also on Glee in, is in this movie, too. Isn't that Puck? Yeah, that yeah. guy that plays Murphy so, got caught with kitty porn. I definitely have that in my notes, and I'm okay. excited about that. <laughs> my notes from this first scene at school, I yep. said, are they just smoking weed at school? Because there's this first scene where he comes up the steps, and there's these dudes just, and they literally say something about lighting a roach. And then I was, I I was like, all right, cool. Was, was this the same school as 10 things I hate about you? It did look like it. Yeah. Or (laughs) it looked like the fucking jawbreaker school too. I was like, they filmed in the same school. Yeah. What the fuck? They're just like, let's keep everything under budget. This is the one school they allow us to film in. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love Kat's line where she says they didn't give you a locker in the teacher's lounge. That was fucking awesome <laughs> i love her character in this movie like idol yes idol. she's she is like girl crush material for the rest of my life like she's just amazing yeah. i also had to point out that they're smoking in the bathroom like it's the 1950s like what the fuck the sprinklers would have gone off yeah i was like how old is the school that it's okay if they smoke in the bathroom right. and nothing Right, I don't know. I right. was just thinking my high school, and I'm like, no one would get away with that shit. Like, and, and also, this bathroom no one actually uses as the bathroom, which we'll talk about. Is this, like, the bathroom of Narnia? Like, what is this? <laughs> my theory is that it's the shittiest bathroom, so not a lot of people use it. Fair. Okay, fair. Uh, my, my last couple things is that puck from Glee, and, yep, and, then, sure is. and then don't worry, fam, Pilf saves the day. Yeah. I just put... Kitty porn guy from Glee <laughs> in the bathroom and gives him a it's called swirly right where you put your head in the toilet yeah yeah Michaela one more thing I need to add here is that yeah. I didn't know if Puck was the the guy who got caught with the child pornography or the one oh. who committed suicide yeah. turns out the Glee cast had a lot of issues dude I need to talk about Glee for a little bit so. <laughs> This has nothing to do with this movie at all. <laughs> so I started watching Glee, like, my ninth or tenth grade year. And each school year that they were in school lined up with my year of school. Oh, damn. And so after the gra- and so the graduation season was my graduation. Like, it was my senior year of high yeah. school. 
and I have not watched another episode past before the graduation Aww. because I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do it. And oh, then I found out the guy that plays Finn committed suicide, That's and then I was the like, one. and then I found out they had like whole tribute episodes. I was like, fuck that, I can't do this. No, like, no, can't do it. I put too much of my life into the show. The only person who successfully made it out of that was Leah Michelle. Um. Also, Darren Chris. Who the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) He plays um, the openly gay kid's boyfriend for a while. And he's also in Barry Potter Musical. He sings Teenage Dream. Oh, shit. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Okay. Anyways, we're getting on a tangent. Okay, let's get back in this. (laughs) Name my sex tape. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like we have anything else to do, so whatever. Um, (laughs) So Principal RDJ walks in and sends the bullies to class doesn't do any punishment for shoving a kid's face in the toilet or smoking. Just lets him go. Which oh, yeah. Kind of fucked up. Um, and then it's lunchtime. Lunchtime is such a big deal in high school, I guess. Yeah, every fucking high school movie has to talk about lunch. Charlie sits with popular kids at lunch, who ditches him immediately. And then I, re- I am reminded as to why I hate high schoolers. <laughs> yep. High school sucks. And then I said, he's such a good kid. Charlie is such a good kid. Yeah, so Len, his friend from the bus, sits by him. He is, like, being friendly with him and talking. And then Kat Denning sees this, and she's like, mm, that's hot. Because mm-hmm. she's so moody and mysterious. She's the silent drama girl. <laughs> with the hot red lips. Urgh. <laughs> So then we go to one of my favorite scenes of this whole entire the audition. Oh my god. Charlie's auditioning, I think it was Henry the fifth, fourth. Whatever, one that Henry plays from Shakespeare. And Charlie auditions for it using a monologue from a play about a teenage girl getting her period. Yes. Charlie Bartlett. So which one of Shakespeare's works will you be performing for us? Actually, I thought I'd do a monologue from Corduroy Seville's masterpiece. Misadventures of a Teenage Renegade. I guess I should tell you about the first time I had my period. My daddy was driving me back from summer camp, and I turned to him and I said, Daddy, I think I'm sloughing. And he said, That's nice, honey. And I realized that he had, like, no idea just what sloughing meant. So I explained to him that it meant blood was gushing from my you-know-where. <laughs> and he nearly wrecked the car, trying to hand me a wad of fast food napkins, which is not something that you particularly want to stick up your hooch. Great. Thank you. Uh, I wasn't quite finished, actually. No, that'll do. Thank you, Charlie. I laughed, put ha-ha for about a thousand minutes, and then said, who the fuck is this kid? Oh my fucking god. (laughs) Love this scene because it's just so out of there, and Kat Dennings is just losing it. Sorry, I'm just remembering, you know. It's all coming back to me. It's all coming back to me now. So yeah, fucking hilarious. I love him so much. So after the audition, the bully finds Charlie in the hall, and Charlie gets filmed getting the shit 
is getting shit rocked. That's literally what I said. So yes. he gets beat up by this bully, which is, oh, I fucking hate high schoolers so much. And they record it, Nikki. They record it, and I just said, why do all bullies have to be such bad people, small dicks probably, look I'm at that camcorder? Record. I'm going to record this and then, like, check off to it later. I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So the child per- pornographer... <laughs> He's recording his fights and jerking off to them. No, shit. <laughs> I should have fucking said anything. Oh, no. I'm gonna get fucking sued or something. God damn it. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing this. Is Alex filling you up? Wait, that sounded terrible. Anyway, so Charlie comes home with a black eye, and the mom sets an appointment up with this therapist instead of going to school the next day. I have the quote, my family has psychiatrists on call. How normal can I be? Yes. So, doc- so it's Dr. Weathers or something. Yeah. So Charlie skipped school to talk to a psychiatrist for the day. And he explains that he has a fantasy of standing on a stage in front of an audience. And they're like yelling his name, which is basically the opening. So that makes sense. During his talk with the therapist, we find out that Charlie's dad walked out on them. And he says, I have trouble focusing, blah, blah, blah. So the therapist prescribed Ritalin to Charlie because he thinks he might have ADD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He makes a comment about worried about rising gas prices. And I was like, mm, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. So they're down now. Just, just wait till 2020, Charlie. Like, <laughs> just, just wait till the plague. Yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> God damn it. So, he has ADD meds. We go back to school. Charlie passes... I just love this scene, too. The note. Um, oh, my God, the note. I know. So, Charlie passes a note during astronomy, I think, because they were talking about planets, to Kat Dennings. Fair assumption. Also, her cell phone. Do you remember having your, like, flip cell phone, like, on your desk in case anyone would text you during the day? In college, dude. Oh, I guess in high school we did have to keep it, but there are certain teachers that let us have it in high school, and then there are certain teachers that made you keep it in your locker. And I had, like, the little slide-up touchscreen and yes. had one. I didn't have a cell phone in high school. I didn't have one until I went to college. Yeah. Which, how did you get, like... Oh, I suppose Jeff's probably drove or something. I was how, like, how'd you get, like, home and shit, but... Oh, no, wait, I mean, well, cars were invented, so I drove. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. All right. Anyways. Oh, so, my God. So he slides a note to Kat Dennings that says, hi, I'm Charlie. And she sends one back saying, yeah, I know. And I'm like, little emo Michaela was like, oh, my God, that's the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. You're just like, you're just like screaming. That's like, that's essentially like emo Michaela's porn right there. Seriously. I was wanted to someone like Charlie Barley. I don't know why. Um, so and, cute. Yeah. So. Then there's a, an assembly, I guess. So Robert Downey Jr., RDJ, updates the school on installing cameras in the students' lounge, which we don't see the student lounge before this, so I'm like, oh, that fucking sucks. I have another comment for when we actually see the students' lounge. Oh, I'm um, excited. A fire drill interrupts the assembly after kids get angry about the cameras because they're all, like, raising their hand, like, how can you do this? This is our privacy. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then the fire alarm goes off. And Charlie is suspiciously missing when it goes off. Oh, then, I, I didn't even realize that, dude. Yeah, because she, like, because Kat Denning's character looks over at him in the beginning of the assembly and sees him. Yep. 
And then when the fire alarm goes off, she looks back and he's gone. Damn. All right. Cool. I've seen this movie a few times. <laughs> but in Asterix, this is my response to the children that are like, we shouldn't we don't need cameras in our student lounge. I was like, bitch, you shouldn't be hanging out in the school without teacher supervision ever. Right. Thing. So the thing that I had to point out is that our main man, the PILF, says, sit down, shut up. Yep. I was like, is this a white trash school? <laughs> oh, I had teachers in high school tell us to shut up. Well, I mean, all of them are just trash. All of them. Yeah. It reminds me of our hometowns. It's 100%. And <laughs> then I, in all caps, said, wait a minute, they had a fucking student lounge? Fuck off. Yeah, and then they're like, we want to be private. I'm like, obviously the school doesn't want fucking preg- teen pregnancy to happen on campus. You dumbasses. We, we tried to get a free fuck, just one fucking couch in our kind of like commons area near the senior lockers just for seniors to hang out. A fucking mm-hmm. couch. That's all we asked for. Could we get that? No. No, we couldn't even leave um, campus to like get lunch as seniors and then we be able to do that. Are you fucking kidding me? front of our school was all windows so like you had nowhere there's nowhere you could go without like someone seeing you leave we were kind of a catch-all and so they wanted to kind of lock us down pretty significantly yeah i don't know why we did it i don't i don't fucking know it was i mean we're in the middle of cornfield so probably like they're not coming back (laughs) they knew you guys was all gonna be fucking and smoking weed in that cornfield that's what they knew was gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) For real. <laughs> <laughs> so many gravel roads to drive on and get high before class. Anyways. <laughs> so Charlie starts his medication and starts to have side effects. I've never taken Ritalin, so I don't know. It did not affect him well. He was, like, crazily playing the piano, running up and down, sweating, like, just kind of freaking out in general. And he got the cops called on him when he ran out on the street in his underwear and screamed, Wake up, people! Wake up! Ritalin was not the medication for him. He, he did not need that. That was not the right choice. It flashes to, you know, the house, and his mom's mm-hmm. out playing tennis, and I was like, Mom's just making, like, weird-ass sex noises. Like, what is yeah, happening? <laughs> I love that scene. I didn't write it down, but I love that scene. She's trying to play tennis. I love it so much. And then she writes, Mom writes in the note, Ritalin in the bag, dinner <laughs> in the oven. <laughs> 2008, you were older than me, was like... A lot of people in your school on, like, meds or anything, because it didn't really become a normal thing until I was in college. Well, I also think, and that's something I talk about, I think about a lot in this movie, is that even if they were, it wasn't talked about um, in a positive way or talked about at all. And so there's, like, clearly the the stigma for medication. Yeah. Uh, And so I think most of the kids that were were put into special ed regardless. Yeah, and I don't know, that's why I'm glad I watched this movie younger, because it made me, especially in my small town, it made me more aware of, like, mental health shit going on with teens and young adults and stuff. Well, and I think, for me, too, as I was much, like you said, I was older when this came out, and so in 2008, I was was in college. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, and so... it, It was a way different experience, so watching it is, I'm like, wow, this is actually, like, really interesting. Um, graduated in 07, so 08 would have been my first full year of college. You know, that would yeah. have been freshman year. So it's really, that, yeah. was, that was really interesting for me to see this too. And I did, I also commented, so maybe he doesn't need this Ritalin. Nice. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and then said, 
nice undies. And then you got to love when the cops like all the kids in college are taking it. And I was like, I can say that was true. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, hey, there's still some Ritalin. I remember that being a thing in our high school. Like people that were on the meds were selling it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is what happens. <laughs> so Charlie realizes that Ritalin is not his jam. So he has this whole, I love, <laughs> when he's playing the piano, he's like, new medication! <laughs> new medication! That's how I feel when I am consistently taking my meds. Now, there's no history of drug use whatsoever, Mrs. Uh... Oh, it's Marilyn, please. No need to be formal here. And drug use? No, not at all. Well, it looks like he's coming down some. Mm. I'm not an MD, but it is possible for Ritalin to get you pretty high. Well, that's probably what it is. It is a new medication. It is new medication! New medication! New medication! Charlie, dear. <laughs> so funny. I don't know why that's too <laughs> So, Charlie is like, what am I doing with all this medication? But it still gets people high, like, ooh, this could be profitable. So he creates a plan with his friend Lenny and Murph, a.k.a. the porno dude from Glee, to sell his Berlin <laughs> at the dance. Because he's like, kid porno dude, you're kind of sketchy. You beat me up. I want to make a pack. Like, you know people that we can sell this to. Let's do it at the dance. And he's like, okay. I've got, I just, like, I, oh, sorry, keep going. I've got so many things to say about this. So as okay. we're... <laughs> As we're talking about this, my first thought, because we see, uh, we see Puck walking down the railroad tracks, and I was like, this bad boy looks like he's 45. 100%, yeah. Uh, then he, you know, we've got Charlie wants to be friends with Murphy. They've got 90 pills that they're going to sell at this dance, and they want to become business partners, and I was like, this ain't not going to end well. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I love that, like, I was like, you know what, high schoolers would buy 90 pills of Ritalin at a school dance. Oh, 100%. Are we at where we see them all dancing? Yes. Hold so, on, sorry, I was just kidding. Um, no, 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 no. I was listening to you as well, just hold on. Oh, no, you're fine. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know. I smell like shit, dude. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, so I just said RDJ and Kat have a cute combo before she goes to the dance. I love that scene, it's like, oh, you're my little girl, go to the dance, bye, whatever. And I had to point out that she had her own landline, like I do now. <laughs> you know, landline as a teenager? No, I didn't, which is why, I don't know if you saw my Instagram post, but I was like, my 10-year-old self is fucking screaming right now. Like, 1996 called and I answered, what up? <laughs> I love that. No, I didn't either, but I still know our landline number, like, by heart. Oh, yeah, me too. I still call it to... My dad has a cell phone, and I'll still call the landline. <laughs> my gra- I still use my grandma's... Both my grandmas have their landline number still. Oh, it's so cute. I know that by heart. <laughs> it's also really cute that you have grandparents. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I have two grandmas. Yeah, anyway... <laughs> Um, my other thought was, I liked the line where Pilf is talking to Cat and he goes, uh, 
Cat goes, I liked you better as a history teacher. And he goes, that makes two of us. <laughs> real, dude. I could not imagine being a principal. I see the shit that our principal has to go through at the school I work at. And I'm like. Especially in that white trash school that they're at. Yep. Like, you don't get paid enough to be with the teachers or the families or the students. No. And then there's the dance. And all. did you? I was not prepared to see two full-breasted women run across the screen. But there it was. Teenage titties, yeah, that was great. Um, so I bet Puck was really happy about that. <laughs> We're gonna get sued like by his lawyer or something. I hope so. Find us. So Charlie and Murph sell all the Ritalin at the dance, which makes everyone goes crazy. And this is where you see the teenage titties running out of the gym and everyone else freaking out and dancing. And then Charlie becomes a hero overnight at the high school for making the dance hella lit. And that's literally what I <laughs> This looks yeah. like they're on Molly, not Ritalin. Can confirm that they did look like they were on Molly. Okay, so <laughs> the dance, the security cameras start going up outside in the student's little cabin thingy. Yeah. Here the students have a fucking cabin yeah. away from the school, on school grounds, and they're mad that there's cameras going in there. And I was like, I'm sorry, bitch. Again, wanted one couch for seniors. I was like, there's no way that student lounge thing would be okay today. No. Like, a place for a bunch of teenagers to go in between class with no teachers? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, that cabin looked like a fuck palace. Like, I don't know what else to call it. So many just, just staying, just everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, God. Like, that would not be okay at any high school, so I don't know why. Whatever. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, the students get pissed and start a petition. A young man named Kip approaches Charlie in the hallway and asks to talk to Charlie privately. We find out that Kip is super depressed and feels like Charlie could help him get the medication that he needs. Charlie agrees to help him by going to his own therapist and describing the same symptoms Mm -hmm. that Kip has to his therapist. So the therapist thinks that Charlie is the one depressed. Therapist then prescribes Xanax and Zoloft, and I said, same. (laughs) (laughs) Just at me next time. I was like, oh my god, I'm on that tip. <laughs> then Charlie gives it right to Kip, but for a price, so they're making money out of it. So this kind of kickstarts his illegal psychiatrist um, drug dealing business. Yes. So we see Charlie in the library, and he's looking up the symptoms, so he knows exactly what to say. And I was like, they have all of those books in a high school library? <laughs> like, no. he, like, he can just all of a sudden be like, mm, let me just self-diagnose here to make sure that I'm uh, saying this correctly for my Zoloft. <laughs> so now he's yeah. running his own business for mental health concerns. Yeah, which is, you know, super cool for a 16-year-old kid to do. The way Charlie set it up with Kip and then did with every other person is Charlie sat in one stall and the other person sat right next to them and they just talked while Murph aka King Horn watched his muscle so so they now call it the boys pharmacy not the boys bathroom so Charlie opens up an unofficial therapist's office in the boys bathroom Drake shows up and talks about his stepdad yes (laughs) I said is that Drake in all caps also I recognize the blonde and I couldn't I don't know why she was like from my like There's a, three actors from Degrassi in okay. that scene. Yep, that, that's her too. Okay. Yep. So, like, if you look at the beginning of the movie, they, like, give rights to, like, a Canadian casting thing. And so 
Drake, the blonde, and then whoever else is in there, they're all from the grassy. Okay. So okay. It's one little cameo. But I was like, hey, Drake, what up? I do also have to do a shout out to mom who was like, so just, just to be clear here, Charlie, you may have gotten these mental illness issues from me. Or so they say, but also, like, I'm fit as a fucking fiddle, is what she said. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, fucking mom, yes. I was like, me in the future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me, anyway. me now, I don't know. Yeah. It's a very children, thank God. Thank God. Oh. Praise so be. Char- <laughs> so Charlie tells his therapist, plural, because he has more than one now. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> the same symptoms that his own patients and becomes a high school drug dealer. Principal RDJ notices the line outside the bathroom and Charlie gets super popular because he's helping people with their mental health shit, which in a way is cool and in other ways really fucked up because he's 16 years old, so. <laughs> There's just a lot going on in all of this, this whole thing. Again, this is where I'm thinking like, is this the bathroom of fucking Narnia? Like they just walk yeah. in and then no one knows they're in there and they get to have sessions? I don't know. Again, where are the teachers? Okay, what I'm realizing is a highlight and a very problematic thing in all the high school movies we're watching. No authority ever. No. Like, that wouldn't be a thing now. They have fucking metal detectors for you going to school in some places. Like, (laughs) Right. Whatever. So, they're being very successful with their drug slaying business. Charlie and Murphy count money and watch the tape of Charlie getting the shit kicked out of him for some reason that's playing in the background as they're counting out money. And Charlie comes up with this really good idea that they create a VHS (laughs) (laughs) getting their shit rocked by Murph and sell it to make money. All I have to say about that, honestly, is I just said, Charlie is a serious entrepreneur. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. No, he's making that money. That money, money. That money. But the cool thing that the kids who are getting beat up in the video get a cut of the profit. So that's kind of cute. Yes. I guess. So the new cameras in the student lounge show Charlie selling the videos and Charlie's called to the principal's office. So RDJ's pissed and he's like, can't be selling videos of kids getting beat up. Here's a three day suspension. They also shared this really cute scene together where they sing, and I'm sure you'll get to this. That being said, they sound terrible together. 100%. Mom is a total boner killer. And then I didn't catch the dad left, so I said, holy shit, is his dad dead? <laughs> no, he definitely just walked out. <laughs> Whoops. Leading up to them hanging out, Cat is apparently smoking and skipping school, and Charlie's just rolling around in his limousine, I guess. <laughs> and he picks her up, like, off the street. He's like, what are you doing? She's like, nothing. And he's like, you want to hang out? And she's like, okay, and gets into a limo with a guy she barely knows. Yeah, small towns. And they're playing piano song. They almost kiss. Charlie's mom crashes the piano session. But it's all cute. Ha, ha, ha. We're all together, happy. <laughs> Meanwhile, RDJ is at the bar. And he finds out that, according to the police, that's also at the bar, that his daughter is seeing Charlie Bartlett. And he gets pissed because he's like, I just suspended this kid for three days. He's nothing but trouble. And you go talk to her. So he goes and talks to her. And he makes the mistake of saying that the only reason why Charlie is probably interested in her is because she's the principal's daughter. And she's like, fuck you, dad. That's not why. And then he gets drunk and angrily runs his boat into the side of the pool. 
Yeah. He's got a really weird boat thing, and I am here for it, but it's also like, fuck you, white privilege. The only notable thing I have from that scene is I miss the bar, too. Oh, my God, I miss the bar so much. I know. <laughs> so, visiting father. Find out that Charlie's father's actually in jail. Did not walk out. He was in jail. Or embezzlement or some shit. Charlie refuses to go in and say hi to his dad, but the mom goes in to visit the jail, and he's, she's like, Dad says hi, and he's just like, fucking hate him, but okay, thanks, Mom. But he gets to go back to school. Before he gets to go back to classes, Principal RDJ questions Charlie about his academic records. Boy, time flies. What is your 72-hour meditation? Pretty enlightening. Yeah, proud to say I'm completely rehabilitated. Very interesting resume, darling. Is there a private school you haven't been kicked out of? Why? You checking up on me? Don't flatter yourself. Sorry. Principals have access to academic records, as you know, I'm the principal, and as principal, I will do my best to help you graduate with what you will need to survive in the world. But I'm not always the principal. Sometimes I'm other things. Really? Like what? Like Susan's father. Oh. Don't worry, Charlie. I'm not going to call you into my office and have one of those intimidating father-boyfriend talks. I'm not that kind of dad. Well, thank you. Because if I were one of those dads, I'd probably say how my job is a distant second to my daughter. And so help me God, if you get out of line, I will take a massive steaming dump on your life. This is where Charlie finds out that Susan, a.k.a. Kat, is the principal's daughter. So he's like, oh, shit, did not know that. She didn't right. tell me that. Like, sorry, dude. And RDJ threatens to dump on his life if he fucks with his daughter. He got kicked out of private school, every fucking private school. How did he not know that Pilf was Kat's dad? And then I realized, oh, probably because she he doesn't know her last name. Yeah, because he just put her off the street. They've talked, like, twice, and they hung out. So. Right, right. And then Dad's job is turning him into an alcoholic. One parent, uh, you know, honestly, same. One parent ditched, and the other is losing their mind. Yeah, so we find out that also yeah. Susan and Principal's wife walked out because of the drinking. Shit, so. Which is like hella depressing, but then they do share their first kiss. Oh yeah, which so is Susan so cute. Charlie in the bathroom. She vents about her dad and this drinking and quote unquote the night, which uh, her mother cheated on her dad, and then RDJ got drunk and threatened to kill himself. Super traumatic. Yep. Charlie and Susan kiss in the disgusting boys' high school bathroom after she reveals this. Yeah, so, yeah, that's why I it. also really like that scene. It's cute. It was so cute. Oh my god! So, after the makeout, Murph covers up the camera in the student lounge and tells everyone to come to a party that Charlie is throwing. So Charlie's super popular. He's throwing a party for everyone. Woo! Can't wait! So Charlie has a posh party with a funky band that I probably listened to in middle school. Which <laughs> can confirm I think that song was on my iPod and he talks to the captain of the football team which I didn't put anything else I think he like wants to quit football but his dad would be pissed blah, blah, blah. yes that's exactly what it was yep yeah and Murph has a heart to heart with Charlie about crushing on the head cheerleader he 
he's like, she's really cute. I don't think anyone's taking her on a date, but I want to take her on a date. Whatever. Typical high school shit. So Susan, a.k.a. Kat, and Charlie go. She steals some. She's like, let's go somewhere. And he's like, yeah, something I get laid. So they go to a makeshift drive-in, drive through movie. I'm not sure where it is. I don't know where this party is. Right. School? Like, I don't... Nobody knows. It doesn't even matter. I don't know where it is, but her boobs are out and ready in the backseat of that car. <laughs> Susan slash Cat asks Charlie a series of questions, which Charlie gets really personal. What's the deal with your father? Does that really have to be the next question? Yes. The harder the question, the greater the reward. He's in prison. My mom went into a pretty bad depression when he got arrested. So, uh, when he was out on bail, he took me out for ice cream. And he told me I had to take care of her. So, I promised him I would. Um, I've been taking care of her ever since. So it takes care of you? Yes. So I, I've got some notes for those uh, couple scenes. Is this a concert? Question mark. And then I, I, Charlie does some dance moves and I relate to those. Uh, those are my dance moves as well. Are they all drinking beer? Because where are the parents? I don't know where they are. I said, is this the bronze, which is from Buffy, so watch Buffy, because that's exactly what it looks like. Oh, I was like, what? It's their high school hangout bar, essentially. It makes no sense, but, like, fuck the 90s. <laughs> they go to a drive-in movie date, and I said, is that Kat's car? Is this the Cheetah Girls? Are they gonna <laughs> fook? <laughs> Greg, at this point, yells... Here comes the handy. What <laughs> <laughs> is that man on this goddamn podcast? I, seriously, we do. We really do. God damn it. I thought it was really sweet when Char- when Charlie said, I've never done this before. Whoa. I said, this has escalated very quickly. I thought, like, I, I thought it was going to be a makeout session. It went from one kiss to sex. Yes. Uh, because Greg is wonderful and we need to add him into this podcast. He also said, it was only a kiss. How did it end up like this? <laughs> and then she starts smoking after the sex scene. And he says, she's having a smoke while I'm taking a drag. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need to have him on the podcast. I'm almost crying. <laughs> you know who else loves that song? Who? Jordan Carlson. <laughs> Jordan! Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna, like, cry when she hears that, because Blair and I always send her TikToks of Mr. Brightside. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, continue. We, I think, I think we, we move on to the Kip scene. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, except for, you have to put the clip where Charlie Bartlett goes in front of the whole crowd and says, Hi, my name's Charlie Bartlett, and I'm no longer a virgin. Yes! Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing tonight? My name is Charlie Bartlett, and I am no longer a virgin. Thank you. (laughs) 
to OD on the medication Charlie gives him. Real bummer. Our DJ visits Charlie and tells him that Kip tried to OD and knows that Kip got the drugs from Charlie. So Charlie's like, shit. Charlie explains that he has been slinging drugs because no one else is listening to the kids. Which I'm like, yeah? (laughs) So... Kip ODs, and I say, this is why kids should not be giving other kids medication. Also, I think it just, again, states, like, how powerful and shitty uh, the situation is where kids don't feel comfortable telling people about their mental illness. Yes! To To offset the seriousness of that, I also wrote, could you imagine if your last drink was a knockoff Dr. Pepper? the pilf and the mom where he gets caught right and so (laughs) and they all the thing their takeaway was uh from the pilf is teenagers are always abusing things i said shut the fuck up these kids don't have anyone to listen to them yeah like again popularity comes up and so charlie says i'm 17 and popularity is pretty damn important and i said absolutely okay so it's okay to be popular but then what are you gonna do with that popularity and i thought that was pretty powerful too yeah exactly so after charlie learns the news he goes and visits kip he tries to cheer kip up after a suicide attempt but obviously just telling someone they're lucky to be alive right now is not going to help a suicidal person no no in the end they end up playing video games together which makes Kip feel a lot better. And he opens up to Charlie about a play that he wants the school to do. And so Charlie reads it and he's like, wow, this is really good. And gives it to RDJ. Because it's Kip and Charlie in the principal's office pitching this play. And Robert Downey Jr. is like, no, we're not doing this too controversial, blah, blah, blah. And Kip at one point's like, I'd considerably less likely to end my life. Yes. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, that's happening. All right, well. So we have the scene where Kip and Charlie are hanging out. My only takeaway from that is why does this kid have industrial shelves as a headboard for his bed? (laughs) I just don't understand. Is he in a basement? Is he in a garage? We don't know. Honestly, I would kill myself, too, if my parents gave me that as a room. (laughs) No, (laughs) Bree. I did love the scene with the play. <laughs> um, because, Michaela, I have to point out that Charlie is wearing the sunglasses from Jawbreaker, which you were ripping on last week. because <laughs> they fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> and they flush all the pills. Yep, and honestly, but- honestly, Michaela, that seems very wasteful. I know. I was like, just sell them, dudes. Other people need that. Like, at least sell the remainder of the stash. Come on. Yeah, let teenagers get high. That's what they're meant to do at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So, Murph and Charlie dump down all the pills. Rip. The cheerleader that Murph thinks is hot talks to Charlie about sleeping with all the football team, and Murph decides to bring her out on a date. Not sure why I wrote that. It's not fucking important at all. So, protest that drama kid, that's Kat's best friend, wants to host 
which I do not know his name. I'm sorry I didn't catch it the six times I've seen this movie. <laughs> um, he wants to host a protest about the cameras. And I said, maybe stop fucking in the student lounge then if you have cameras in there. It's true. It's true. RDJ puts the hammer down and wants to suspend everyone who is at the protest. Because he shows up with, like, a big microphone and he's like get the fuck out you guys are like this is over with you guys need to stop the cameras are here to stay and charlie finally is the person that convinced everyone to leave but he tells susan and susan goes up to everybody and she's like slash cat she's like Mm -hmm. you guys gotta go like we're fine we're done with this stuff's not gonna work and that pisses principal rdj off because he's like why is my daughter taking orders from this kid (laughs) right I said, do these kids ever go to class? No. They fucking just complain about their student lounge that they have. <laughs> so my next thing is RDJ goes apeshit. RDJ comes home, drinks, and sees that Charlie comes over to visit his daughter with a bag from the pharmacy. RDJ goes to grab Susan to, like, bring her inside because he's pissed. He's like, we're not hanging out with this boy anymore. He's bad news. He's dealing drugs. I don't want you to be on drugs. When RDJ grabs Susan, Charlie punches him in the face, and then he leaves. Susan slash Cat follows him, but before she does, she throws the bag at RDJ, and it turns out to be nicotine gum to help her quit smoking. So then he feels like an ass. What did he just give you? What? (laughs) Let's just um... shut it. I'm talking to my daughter. What is in that pharmacy bag? None of your business. Susan. I don't need any assistance from you. Handling my daughter. Do you understand? Try saying one more word and see what happens. Come on, you really think I don't know what's in the bag? Yeah, I really don't think you know what's in the bag. Where are you going? You're not going anywhere. Whatever. Susan Gardner, get your ass back in the house. On the count of three, or you're grounded. What makes you think you're still in control of what I do? I don't think. I know. It's a fact. What are you looking at? One. I would not make me choose between you and Charlie if I were you. You don't have to choose. Drug dealer, dad. I'm your father. This is a boy who goes to my school. Two. Charlie Bartlett has done more for your school than you ever will. Three. Hey. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Well, you did it. It's done. Whatever. Let's go. Come on. I said I didn't realize her smoking was that bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because when they were in the stall when she was, like, opening up or something, I think Charlie said something about, like, oh, you really shouldn't be doing that. Like, that's bad for you or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I just, I didn't realize. I thought she was just, like, you know, in high school where you just, like, casually have a smoke or whatever, you know? I mean, but also when you're 16, you should be smoking. Ooh, that's fair. That's fair. Just put in a little blur. Um, this next section I titled, My Name is Charlie Bartlett. So, kids are pissed off, cameras, teenage angst, they need to fuck in the student's lounge. So, they have a huge rally at the student lounge. Charlie is front and center, and has an honest moment with his peers, because they're all like, yeah, Charlie, tell us what to do, like, you know, like, gives us drugs, and we look up to you, <laughs> So, Charlie tells everyone to stop listening to him. He's like, this has been nothing but trouble. Sorry, I want out of this, but not before the cops roll up and arrest him for assault against Principal RDJ. So 
the kids go nuts after Charlie's arrested and the lounge is converted into Charlie Bartlett Detention Center. Cops and emergency services are called to end the riot and Principal Nathan slash RDJ is fired because of the rally that the kids did. So I have, obviously this was a really powerful speech. Mm-hmm. And he, I love that he said, you guys don't need me. Like, he, yeah. he started off as a voice for them, but he doesn't want to be the voice. And I was like, oh my God, this is just like all sorts of protests that are happening and it's amazing. Oh, and it's, like it's 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 bigger than him now. And I thought like, that's so fucking cool. I love him as a character so much. He just wants to be liked by everybody. Right. And he does get arrested and then his mom picks him up and yep. and he finally tells his mom like, no, you should be mad. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm fucking up, dude. You should be mad, and she yeah. and she takes full blame and is like, you know, you've been taking care of me for so long. I just don't even know how to how to deal with this. And they, again, they share such a cute moment where where he's he's like, oh, well, I guess you could ground me. And she's like, well, how long do I ground you for? And she's oh. like, and he goes, I don't know. I guess 24 hours. And he and she goes, well, that was a pretty big, uh, you know, issue. So maybe we'll go with 30. Yeah, so, thank you for writing that. Cause, so yeah, cute. So, and yeah. I just love it. I love their relationship so much. Yeah, I mean, because they had this person get uprooted from their lives, and they're both dealing with it in their own way. And she's like, I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do with you. And I know you're a good kid, but I don't know what to do with you, which I right. feel like is a lot of teenagers. Like, we all know they're good kids. They just make stupid fucking decisions. Right, because, you know, brain development. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so he gets grounded. For 30 hours which is something that he's never done before but he accepts it he's like totally fair like i appreciate you mom thank you so much i put rdj sweet ass not <laughs> sure why um, <laughs> you're just getting drunk at that point that's all honestly yeah this is one of the mornings that i opened so i got home at like 2 30 and we cracked open a beer so principal nathan slash rdj here's susan slash cat <laughs> i feel like she's getting so confused <laughs> singing in her room and it's a weird scene that's literally all i put yeah i didn't even acknowledge it i just let it happen yeah because he's like oh she's saying so pretty her voice is not right so it's opening night of the play <laughs> because i got the okay from principal to put it on susan is the lead and her dad slash principal is not coming to it and she tells charlie this like oh that fucking sucks Charlie's like, I'll take care of it. So Charlie goes to check up on principal and finds him drunk on the patio with a gun shooting at his boats, which is totally cool. Principal is losing it and blaming Charlie for everything that has happened to him. Yeah, so in this scene, Charlie goes to find Pilf, and I said he is really fucking drunk. Um, I came to invite you to the play. Oh, thank you for that, but I am just a little tied up right now. What are you doing? Venting. Just venting a little bit. Is that your new word of the day? <laughs> sure shit is. Word of the day. Venting. Explanation. That's kind of how I deal with my little life's frustrations. I vent. As in to vent, original derivation from Latin expentari. Jesus! Everybody needs to vent a little now and again. Don't you figure some of us are privileged enough to vent to you in the boys' room stall and the rest of us just have to settle for less conventional methods? Like, I don't know, a bottle of booze and a hand... God, I'm sorry. I'm not putting you on edge with my behavior, am I? That's all right. Um, maybe you could put the gun down. Park it, Chuck. 
In case you're not aware of this, I'm entirely displeased with you right now. I was racking my brain to figure out why, and I think it's because you've taken everything from me. Why did you do that? Do you have anything enlightening to say to me right now? Because if you do, I'd appreciate it if you'd spit it out. I don't know. Maybe there's some of that post-pubescent psychobabble. Maybe the pearl wisdom. I don't know what to say to you. I, mean, I don't know how to help you. I, I really want to. Come on, doctor, what do you got for me? But I don't know what I don't know what you want from me. I, I don't need you to say anything to me, and I don't need you to save me. All right, then what am I supposed to do in this situation? I mean, I'm just a kid. I'm just a stupid kid. Yeah. Uh, in all caps, I said, a gun. And then I said, this is entirely inappropriate. What the fuck is he doing? And I was like, this is just a kid. Mm-hmm. The kid just knocked himself out in the goddamn pool. Yep. Uh, the one line that I did quote that I do honestly resonates with all of us, I feel. I can't kill myself. I have too many responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I got a goddamn cat? <laughs> Principal looks like he's going to shoot himself, and so Charlie gets really, like, paranoid and, like, goes after him, like, tackles him. Principal gets startled and clones clones lines him into the pool. So Charlie's, like, he, like, hit his head and is, like, drowning, and RDJ's like, oh, shit. So he saves him, and RDJ magically sobers up, and Charlie tells him to go to the play. Yeah, he he was hammered. And all of a sudden, he was, like, hella sober. I'm like, dude should not be... He drank a whole bottle of, like, whatever the fuck he was drinking. Should not be attending a play right now. Yeah. Well, also the magic of uh, movies, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you know, so they have a cute little moment. They're bonding together. They're like, you need to go to the play for your daughter slash my girlfriend. And And she sings the super cute song. If you want to sing out, sing out. If you want to be free, be free. free. I don't know the rest of the song. (laughs) It doesn't even matter. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. Susan sings to the play and makes RDJ cry. He's like, fuck this. Being a principal isn't good for me. I'm going to go back to teaching history. And then I just have Charlie applies for a summer internship. End of movie. Okay, but seriously, the way it, it like, escalated so quickly, and then all of a sudden it was done. So, like, we... Within 10 minutes of a of cinematic experience, we have what could be a double suicide murder attempt to what was he got his job back as a teacher. Yep. And, and Charlie got an internship and the movie ended. And I was like, holy shit, this is obviously not a Lifetime film. No, it kind of bummed me out. The ending, I feel like they just wrapped it up real quick. So yeah, it's out of the movie. Charlie gets a summer internship with mental health shit. RDJ goes back to teaching. He's still dating Kat. We're all good in the hood, homie. So We're yeah, let's good. go. What's rating? So I, I was into it. I thought it was fun. Some of it was really weird, but it made sense. It was it was like it was an indie film that was I feel like it wanted to be indie and it wanted to be mainstream and it couldn't figure out what it was, but it was really yep. good regardless. So yep. my rating, one rad mom and the heavyweight of the mental illness taboo that we fight every fucking day. Yes! My rating. Uh, this movie made me realize that I need medication. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get it for another, like, five years after this, but still, like, I was like, oh, like, other people feel this way? That's good to know. And I don't know, I just... 
I loved it so much. This was my favorite movie, like, freshman year of high school. This was super fun, Mickey. I had so much fun watching this. I loved it so much. And Good. and I'm even glad. even though we have to connect virtually, I'm really happy that we still get to you on a weekly basis. And honestly, like, just a shout out to everyone that's listening too. like, if you're feeling stuck at home and all that shit, like reach out to us on social media, you know where to find us. And we're here here to chat too. like, slip into them DMs, let us know how you're doing too. Because we understand, you know, thinking about mental health, that this is a pretty tough time. And we're here to, to listen and bullshit too. So hit us up. We love all you guys. This was uh, really fun and excited to hear your feedback on all of this. And hopefully you've seen it. If not, you can stream it on Prime, Amazon Prime. So check it out on Amazon Prime. This is the best time to uh, be binge watching all your favorite shit anyways. So check it out. Yeah. All right. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that bullshit. Stream Queens. We love you. We miss you. We can't wait to connect again next week with our next movie oh i'm excited for that one uh-huh okay. all right we love you bye oh uh, that was good mickey i miss you if you wanna see